Welcome to the Beach Catholic Podcast with Father Brian Barr. In this episode, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Father Brian Barr's homily from Palm Sunday. Keep in mind the gospel that week, as it is every Palm Sunday, was the Passion. In an episode later this week, Father Brian and I will be answering one of your questions as we discuss a topic all of us can relate to, and that's getting some of our loved ones back to church. So look out for that. But until then, here's the homily from Palm Sunday. ask a uh, quick question. Do you ever um, do you ever consume too much of something that you love? That's kind of an obvious answer, I guess. We all do, right? Um, I'm thinking of Thanksgiving night. I'm usually kind of I can get barely out of my chair. I've, you know, I've eaten so much. Um, this, uh, this past St. Patrick's Day. No, I'm only kidding about that. Sometimes it's uh, just going overboard with dessert, having one more slice than you need, and just feeling kind of stuffed as a result. But you know what? It's not always about food or drink. Um, sometimes I do it. I used to do this more often when I was young, but I still do a little bit sometimes. Like maybe it's music. I find myself. Uh, a certain kind of music that I just completely fall in love with or it's a particular band and I'm just listening to them constantly. Every time I get in the car, every time I you know, put on whatever device I got, I'm, I'm playing their, their albums. And, and then all of a sudden, at a certain point, I just, it's like enough. Like I've, I've listened to them too much and I almost can't stand hearing them for a while. Um, I definitely do it with TV shows. More... Uh, more shows that are, you know, reruns. I'm never even really watching primetime stuff much. But it'll be something that's on at 10 or 11 at night, every night. I did this with Seinfeld years ago. I just uh, didn't really watch it too much when it was primetime, but then became kind of obsessed with it in, the, in subsequent years. Everybody Loves Raymond. I did it a number of years later with that. Um, and then, same thing. It's like you just, it's like, Overconsumption. You just, I heard it one time too many, and it's just, it's not that funny. You know, I know, I know it's, I know the next line. You just sort of, it loses its punch. Um, I just consume too much of the show or the music or the or the food, and now it's like I can't even go near it. I don't know. Am I, do you guys do that? Tell me you do that. I don't want to be the only the only one who does that. Um, you know, the, the uh, expression, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. I think there's something to that. Um, I think it can even happen with people. Have you ever had, you know, like a, a guest stay just way too long? You know, you were psyched to have them here, but you almost threw a party when they left because it was just two days too many and they started driving you crazy. You just couldn't wait to kind of be done with them. Um, Here's another question. I wonder if something like that, this overconsumption, over-the-top thing, could also happen with this story, this long story that we, that we all know it. It's also familiar to us. It's sort of like the sitcom thing. We know the characters. We know pretty much the lines. 
Basically, we know what comes next. We definitely know the ending. I think that can happen. It becomes sort of old. It's just like, I've seen it. I know this. But I think we could also do something else. That can happen. And I think a lot of times for people that does happen. It's sort of like, yeah, I, I come for the story, I grab the palms. And that's kind of it. Or, maybe we step further into this story that we already know. Maybe we see ourselves in it. Like it's almost like it's characters in a characters in a story. We like we audition, like we're auditioning for a part in a play. Like here's an example, maybe. Consider this story. How about disrespect or humiliation? It's a lot of that in this story. A lot of disrespect, a lot of humiliation. How about this? You're at work. And you work in this office where it's mostly guys, and there's uh, two women that work in the office, but it's overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly men. And the guys just speak to these two women in different ways. They're kind of condescending. They're sort of patronizing. The tone of their voice changes when they speak to one or two of these women. There's always little like sort of innuendo and comments they'll make. Their little kind of humor is, is a bit crude. And it's just insulting. It's demeaning. It's absolutely sexist. And you find it obnoxious. But you just kind of remain a spectator. You're offended by it, but you just don't really do anything. Okay, well, you got a part in this play. You'd be one of the, you'd be what, you're one of the people in the crowd. They saw something not good happening and they just kind of do nothing. How about this? How about fear? There's also, also an awful lot of fear in this great story. Look at Pilate. What motivates Pilate probably more than anything? I think it's probably fear. It's fear of the crowd. Fear of not being accepted. Fear of not pleasing the masses. This was his fear. This was his concern. You had lots of people coming into Jerusalem for Passover. Lots of Jewish people. He wanted to keep them calm. He wanted to keep them happy. When they wanted Jesus dead, he knew if I say no, he's innocent, they might riot. And if they rioted, word would get back to Rome that there was trouble in Jerusalem. And he might lose his job. And that's all he cared about. Keeping the power. He knew he was innocent. He says he was innocent. He knew he had done nothing wrong. But scared him more than anything was losing his job. It's like, it's like a parent who's got a teenager who's kind of afraid. He's afraid he or she will lose his kid, won't be liked, won't be popular. 
So they look the other way. They allow things to happen. They give green light to things that they shouldn't, but they do. Because every other parent sort of has pulled a switch. Everybody's got a green light. You know this is crazy. There's no way they should be going there, doing that. You know it in your gut. But you're the last one standing. You're the last one saying red light, not happening. And you don't like that. Who likes that? And you get the look on the face of your 15-year-old that's like, you're the worst. You're clueless. I can't stand you. So you run from that. Sort of like Pilate. Well, there you go. There's the job. You got the part. We're all guilty of that. We've all been there on some level. How about, we, how about we audition for the lead? How about pain? Just the reality of pain. A lot of pain in this story. How about physical pain that people struggle with? That can become overwhelming. Arthritis that's just becoming debilitating. I just can't do what I used to be able to do. And I don't think it's going to get much... It's not going to get much any better. So I'm adjusting to this reality that I'm not happy with. I'm discouraged by it. My back is killing me. I had surgery. The recovery was a nightmare. And the back's not really feeling any better. I think this may be the deal long term. And I got to come to grips with that pain. Just miserable physical pain. Hey, it's not nails through a hand or crucifixion, but it's not nice. So maybe you got that part. How about betrayal? How about abandonment? How about this? It's like you got somebody in your life who you were committed to and who you loved and who used to always be there. And it's something happened. And you look at him or her now and you're like, how could you have walked away? I cannot believe that you weren't there in this moment. There's no place else you should have been and you weren't here. And that's crushing, that sense of abandonment or betrayal. How about this? You're, you're a junior in high school. And you've got a group of friends who very simply in the last couple of months, they're becoming idiots. They're just doing stuff that's not right. They're changed. They're becoming different people. And you're dealt with now. I, mean, I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to go with them. So I don't really know where I am. I feel like I kind of got no friends. And maybe the reality is for the next six months or a year, I don't really have a lot of friends. I got to go searching for new ones. Maybe challenge the old and maybe go look, looking for new ones. And in the process, I'm going to feel a little abandoned. How about this? Your life has been upended. You can't, something has happened and you, you can't even wrap your brain around it. It's like the rug has been pulled out from your life. You were six months away from retirement and you were looking at places in Florida. And now you're a widow. And he was in great health. And now you're a widow. And you're like, I don't even want to go to Florida anymore. I can't believe this has happened. Jesus walked into Jerusalem and he was sort of like the Grand Marshal. People are waving palms. People are cheering him. 
He's the Grand Marshal. A couple of days later, they're hoisting him up on a cross. A couple of days later, he's dead. How did this all flip? Sometimes that happens in life, doesn't it? You can't believe what has happened. And it's not good. And you're a victim of it. Man, this story never gets old. We are all over this story. It's not, it's not some overwatched sitcom. It's our story. And I think if we honor it, and if we own it, and we enter into it, this week, if we enter into it, we transcend it. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Once again, look out for another episode later this week where Father Brian and I answer one of your questions. If you've got a question for Father Brian, you can send an email to beachcatholicpodcast at gmail.com or you can connect with us at facebook.com slash beachcatholicpodcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and feel free to share with your loved ones. We'll be back later this week and until then, God bless.